Tips from Trestle is brought to you by The Belter Companies, Navigator Group Purchasing, and E-Menu Choice Point of Sale. Welcome to Tips from Trestle, the Senior Living Food and Hospitality Podcast. This podcast explores the senior living industry with a unique focus on food, hospitality, and the community experience. I'm your host, Aaron Fish. During three decades in the hospitality industry, I focused my work on creating exceptional experiences for the customers we serve. My goal for this podcast? Educate, inform, and inspire leaders in senior living. Al by creating hospitality with a purpose, by bringing the customer experience to the front of mind in our industry. We should bring the passionate spirit of food and hospitality to everything that we do and everyone we serve each and every day. So what are we waiting for? Let's get to it. Today on Tips from Trestle, I'm joined by Jessica Atkinson. Jessica is the director at Woodside Senior Communities, a full continuum campus in Green Bay, Wisconsin. She has worked in healthcare for over 15 years in a variety of settings, including outpatient therapy, assisted living, rehabilitation, and skilled nursing. Jessica, thanks for joining me today on Tips from Trestle. Thanks for having me. So before we dive into the the meat of our conversation about uh, point of sale tech, I want to give our listeners a little background on you how you got into the industry and and how you wound up at Woodside Senior Communities. Sure. So I actually, my background is actually in physical therapy. So I started out in that world of things and I eventually worked into a rehabilitation unit on a law in a skilled nursing facility. So that's kind of how I ended up initially in long-term care. And then I ended up realizing I really liked just the industry of it. And so I was in our nursing home. I was the director of our rehab unit. So we had gone through an expansion at that time where we went from a 24 bed to a 49 bed rehab unit. And then from there, I eventually worked my way over into assisted living and started with the concept of respite as some of the insurance things were changing. We were really realizing that people that were wrapping up their therapy on our rehab unit just weren't quite ready to go home and discharge. So we tried to utilize our assisted living to kind of have a step down place for them. Through that transition, I ended up becoming the administrator of our assisted living. So we currently have a 130 unit assisted living. So it's memory care and standard assisted living, all CBRF. And then um, eventually I ended up getting the independent living that kind of came under my wing, uh, which is we have 100 independent units on campus as well. And eventually that just turned into the executive director of campus living. So the SNF kind of coming back under my wing. So it kind of went full circle for me there. Wow. So um, so Woodside Senior Community. So how many total units? You kind of broke it down a little bit. So you had uh, 100 IL, 130 AL memory care. And then how big was the, the skilled nursing? We have 130 bed SNF. Okay. So we're talking about 400 almost units. Yeah, across three. The, we can do it. We have about 350 and then um, some of our units in the assisted living, our license is higher than the number of units because we have some two bedrooms. So on any given day, we're serving between 350 and 400 residents. Wow. And so obviously, you know, we're, we're here talking about food and hospitality and how you program that. And so 
Um, tell us a little bit about your dining program and how it works um, on, on the campus there. Yeah, so um, obviously we have different dining programs at the different levels of care. Uh, the one that we were struggling the most that made us start looking to add a technology piece really was our assisted living. So our assisted livings are all connected, but the buildings were built at different times and just kind of added mm. on to each other. Yeah. And they're two stories. And the food was made in one kitchen, but served out of four different dining rooms. Oh, wow. And okay. so you had a lot of steps for the caregivers running back and forth, trying to see who was coming down to the dining room versus who was going to have room trays. A lot of steps for the dietary staff going from that main kitchen down to the um, serving kitchens. And then even just the steps back and forth from the dining rooms in and out to their cooks with ordering. And what we were finding was one, it was really difficult to make sure that we got everybody fed. So making sure we're tracking, <laughs> did they get a room tray? Were yeah. they out with their family? Did they eat in the dining room? Um, so even just tracking that was really difficult. And, you know, we were starting to notice staffing shortages pre-COVID in our mm. dining and hospitality department. And honestly, when COVID hit, it was like, everything just got magnified, not only with the struggling with staffing, but now we are dealing with quarantines and having different areas in their rooms, a lot more room trays. And we were really trying to find a way that we were able to elevate that in-room dining experience for our residents yeah. with less staff. And so <laughs> we really needed to find some form of a technology solution for us to be able to do that. So that was where eMenu Choice came in. Yeah, you know, I know I remember vividly going through COVID and everybody listening does as well. And I think that in-room dining component, it was a challenge for everybody. It was an, a piece of the puzzle we needed to elevate. But it sounds like with your unique challenges of four separate units or neighborhoods, if you will, then um, it's just the living, not even talking about memory care or IL. Right. There's a lot of challenges and, and technology is definitely a solution. And so um, I want before we dive into talking about eMenu and how they solve some of your issues, I'm curious as to the process that you used because um, you're a single site director. And so you're you're the decision maker on, for the most part on what system is going to be used. And so what was your process like as you started evaluating different tools and, and different systems um, to meet your needs? Yeah. So we're really fortunate. We have a really great team here. So uh, there were a couple of us that were involved with that process. So we reached out to initially one of our partners we reached out to was Point Click Care is who we use for our electronic medical records. Mm -hmm. So we started with them asking who they knew of that did something. We actually at that time didn't even know exactly what we wanted. We just knew we needed some type of point <laughs> of sale. Um, and asked who they integrated with because we figured we would start with systems we already currently have. So yeah. through that, they were able to give us two companies. And then um, I put some stuff out on a listserv from some different groups I was part of as well did one of our other administrators. And we were able to then get uh, another name. So we actually ended up finding three different companies that we looked at in the process at that time. Yeah, I think the, the the piece you say there about, you know, consulting with point-click care, that's such a huge piece of the puzzle, making sure that you don't wind up with various systems that don't talk to each other. Um, you know, I've, I've been in operations where we, we struggle to, like, well, how do we get this data to talk to this data? Or how do we create a dashboard so we can see what's happening in our communities? And so I think a lot of operators 
you know, are starting to come around and understand that that's such a, a critical piece. And so, um, so you've, you've, you got your three different vendors. And so as you started looking at them, what were some of the criteria that you felt were really important or valuable to you um, to be able to determine, well, this is where we, this is one, two, three, or ABC, or, you know, one A, one B, as you're going through that selection process. Today, I want to tell you about one of Trestle's senior living partners, Belter. Belter is a food service design, equipment, and supply company that has been providing expert guidance to the food and beverage industry for nearly a century. A strategic partner to the most successful food service operations in the country, Belter provides support in kitchen and bar design, equipment procurement and install, and supplies. Their team of senior living food service experts have experience across the continuum of care. From independent living to skilled nursing and CCRCs, Belter specializes in right-sizing new facilities, modernizing remodels, and providing the right food service equipment and supplies. At Belter, they are committed to creating memorable experiences for their customers and their guests. With their top-notch team and a global network of quality supplier partners, their customer-focused approach is built on a foundation of collaboration and decades of industry experience. So thank you for considering Belter for all of your food service needs. Yeah, um, honestly, a lot of them were fairly similar to one another. Uh, some of the things that really made a difference for us was we wanted to be able to utilize the same system and be able to expand it into the other areas. So knowing we we're starting with assisted living, um, but on so in the assisted living, their bill is what covers those meals. So we didn't have to worry right. as much about the cost side or being able to charge out for items, right. but we wanted to make sure we found a system that could. So one of the systems we looked at didn't have the capability of doing like what our independent does, where we have a marketplace in there that you can have the individual items that they can scan out and utilize. So yeah. that was something that we wanted to look at, knowing that in the future that that had been our plan. The other thing was just being user friendly was really important to us coming again from the standpoint of not having a lot of staff. It's also yeah. difficult to make sure that every staff member gets the training, that they're going to feel comfortable and confident to use the technology. And if it wasn't really easy, my fear was that we wouldn't utilize it. So there's no point in getting a system if our staff aren't going to adopt it and use it. So that was really important to us. So we definitely pulled in some caregivers and we pulled in some of our dietary aids and we showed them once we got down to our final two to mm. see what system they were going to want to use because we really felt their buy-in was going to be super important to the success of it. And eMenu um, was the one that they definitely felt was more user-friendly than the other one we had been looking at at the time. So I think those two were two of our biggest points that ended up veering us into that direction. Yeah, I think it's so important that you included your frontline staff in the process. Um, I know a lot of times, you know, the decisions on what software is going to be used or what tools we're going to implement for an operation. A lot of times those frontline end users aren't always considered, right? You don't always get their input. And like you said, they're the ones that have to use it at the end of the day. And so if they won't use it or if they feel that it's too too much extra work or it puts a, a damper on what they're doing, they're definitely not going to buy in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there are a lot of good points with getting them involved, too, of just the way that we think they 
take their orders or how they figure out who's coming down to dine versus how they actually did it and how it was different for even different caregivers. So the way they would go around and get the tickets before was very manual, Mm -hmm. but some, you know, would go get one whole group's orders and then run them down. Some were running them back and forth. So some just kind of knew their likes and dislikes. So they were able to kind of have half of it filled up before they even went down there. So um, it was really good getting their input too, for when we were looking at the system, when they were doing the demos, they were explaining even different ways to set it up. So they had really great questions that we wouldn't have even probably gotten the full demos had we not had them involved to be able to ask some questions we would have never thought to ask. Yeah, no. And that's, it's funny what, when you start looking at the processes of how people do things, if you don't yeah. have some sort of standardized procedure in place, everybody's going to come up with a workaround and there's usually multiple ways to solve a problem. Yep. <laughs> and so, you know, having some flexibility and letting them be able to solve those problems their own way with the right tech makes sense. Um, one question I know that I, is important when you're kind of assessing technology especially point of sale is you have some vendors that come with hardware and you've got to buy their tool, their system, their, their program. Then you have others that are uh, software as a service, you know, e-menu choice is that. Um, how much of that was factored into your evaluation of the system before you made a decision? Um, obviously cost is always a factor, uh, especially, I mean, we're a nonprofit as well. So we're always trying to look at the bottom line a little bit as well. So we definitely factored in what it was going to cost for us to be able to purchase, you know, we use uh, mini iPads that we were able to get tablets versus some of the other ones that had their own equipment. Also, just from like the upkeep standpoint of it um, was kind of our concern was, okay, now this, we have this big upfront cost, but also then now it breaks and the wear time, again, we know these are being used in the kitchens and out on the floor, things drop, stuff happens. So we did like that we were more familiar with um, being, since we were able to kind of pick our tablets and pick the box, you know, the otter boxes that Mm -hmm. they ended up getting put into. I think that made us feel a little bit more comfortable as opposed to some, there was another one that, um, it kind of reminded me of like when you go to a gas station, the little piece that kind of sits there for you when you're checking out with your credit card. <laughs> yeah. We were like, I don't want to have to buy a new one of these every time someone drops it. So, um, you know, I think that definitely is something that we weighed into it uh, when we were making the decision. Yeah. I know a lot of those operators, you know, they, when they have their own piece of hardware, you know, sometimes they're, they're, they're not the right size. Right. And right. so, with with a software as a service, you can kind of pick and choose. And, you know, there would be times, you know, I, I worked with eMenu Choice in the past that I would be in a community and I would just pull out my iPhone and be able yep, to absolutely. look at things. And so there's a lot of convenience with, with that kind of a software as a solution. And so um, let's talk a little bit about um, eMenu Choice specifically and how you've been able to implement their software and how you're using them to overcome some of these obstacles, um, especially with your assisted living in the multiple neighborhoods? Sure. So um, right now we're using it in kind of two different ways. So our caregivers have it on their phones. So they are able to access what the meals are and place their orders right from their phones, which is really nice. So if we have someone that's wanting to have a room tray, it's great because they're able to open up the system and they can also see exactly live time what is being served that day. 
So we know that sometimes, you know, the plan was to have pot roast with carrots, but the carrots didn't come in on the truck today. So now we're having green beans. So it's nice because we can hop in that system and update that. So then when the caregivers are going around to take the dinner orders, they can be giving a true description of what we're having without having to always, again, that communication piece run back to the kitchen and double check things. So it saves steps there. We also have what we call our always available menu. So if they don't like our residents don't want what we have on our menu, we have a bunch of options that are just always available. So, you know, like a grilled chicken sandwich, grilled cheese, soup, you know, a bunch of things like that. So same thing with that. It's really nice that they're able to have all of those options right there. The other big thing from a time saver stance, um, a lot of our residents like a side salad or a salad, and we would have it where the staff would just write that on the piece of paper. They want a salad. Well, then they'd bring it down and dietary would say, with what do they want? Cheese, tomatoes, cucumbers, (laughs) what kind of dressing, you know, all the questions that go along with that. Or same thing with a sandwich, a turkey sandwich. Does it want, do they want cheese? Do they want lettuce, tomato, mayo? Uh, There's prompts in e-menu choice. So when you click turkey sandwich, it specifically asks all of those questions yeah as like a pop-up and so we found that to be super helpful especially for that's that caregiving team their priority and their mindset is to caregive they don't always remember every option that we have in the kitchen and so we really found a huge increase in our resident satisfaction with really knowing everything we have to offer so as before they kind of got the options of what the caregiver remembered we could offer as opposed to really having that full menu right at their fingertips. So we found that really to be helpful on the caregiver side of utilizing the service. Uh, From a dining room standpoint, our dining staff uses the mini iPads with the application on it. So kind of similar, they have all those same prompts, they have everything they need, but some of the additional stuff in there that they're able to use that's really nice is when they're going to the tables, there's a, the whole stand and it kind of sets mm-hmm. up who sits at what table. So a lot of our residents are creatures of habit. So they sit at the same table. So that's kind of always a good starting point for them. But we really love that it pulls up a nice big picture of the resident so yeah. that those dietary aides can confirm they're talking to the right person because our dietary staff, a lot of them, especially at night, are high school students. And so, you know, they, go away for volleyball for a few months and then come back and then they have to get to know a whole new set of residents that are living here. So um, we found having that uh, point click care information that pulls over from their chart, having that picture there is super helpful. And then along with that, having the allergies and the foods that the residents can't have being blocked out was a total game changer. So having that application on there where, you know, the resident can't order something that has something they're allergic into it uh, was huge. So they have that profile that pulls up right away there on the iPads, and then Mm -hmm. they're able to click in and do all the same menu options um, that the caregivers do as well. So we really like that we kind of have the dual options for the caregivers and for the dietary aids. Navigator is the largest full service GPO that exclusively focuses on the senior living community. And what that means is we provide products and services that help our members provide a great environment for their residents, such as like MRO, hospitality equipment, food, business products, as well as technology solutions. We actually surround our members with a level of support unmatched in the industry. 
Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the the, the allergies and the diets and the, the profile and pulling the information over because one of the biggest struggles, and I'm sure you saw this before um, you started using the menu, is getting the information from your director of nursing to your director of dining. Uh, it was a struggle. It's always been a struggle everywhere I've stopped in my career is what's the process? Like you got a diet board, do we get the diet report? And there's all this like shuffling of paper. And with a system like this, you're not doing any of that. They're no, updating it. time. <laughs> yeah. And literally like the director of nursing can put something in and then two minutes later, once it's saved and the, the data is transferred, it's there for all of the dining staff to see. And so um, I'm curious, you'd mentioned you were looking at being able to expand it out. Um, have you done that yet? What areas in your community are you starting to use it um, and seeing some of the other features and capabilities um, being able to solve some of your other dining problems? Um, right now, we're in the process of actually revamping our uh, market over in the independent living. So we're looking at transitioning that in there right now. Currently, we're setting that up. So we're excited about that right now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the marketplace, uh, I assume there's an opportunity for some revenue generation there. Um, yeah. Using a menu choice, um, I assume gives you a better opportunity to capture revenue and to, to better manage all of that. I'd love for you to kind of talk a little bit about your experiences with that. Sure. So one of the things that we really like with the reporting side of eMenu Choice that we've seen is where it shows us even in our meals and the assisted living, which ones are kind of our best sellers, if you will, even though they're not necessarily paying for them. With us making that main meal, when we have a better idea of how many people are going to take that versus the always available menu, it helps mm. cut down on the waste. So yeah. on the same side of that, with the independent living, being able to really track like what's being sold and being able to have a better idea of how much we should make to really cut down on that waste is something that we're really excited about being able to have those different reports that we can run. And then same thing with um, the cost standpoint of it. It's yeah. really nice that we're able to utilize in that other side that I'm now starting to utilize more in here, where it's showing, it actually has the different reports for showing us where we make more of the impact depending on the different things that we're selling. Yeah, I, I'm curious if your your dining director like uh, do they do a deep dive and are they really pulling in and they've have they had a lot of success with being able to use that back end reporting to really find cost off saving opportunities or revenue generating opportunities? I think the biggest one that we've seen is us looking at who's actually and how much we go through for food so that we're able to adjust our ordering is probably the biggest that it was from a cost saving stance. Um, I don't think it's been anything that I would say was like super dramatic. I think any savings is good savings. Right. I think the big savings for us is we're able to do more with less staff than we were before. So I think if true dollar to dollar, I think that's where I would say the money part comes in for us is we're able to run with one less DA than we were before. Yeah. Um, but it has been nice for us from that ordering side. There are definitely items that we have found that we're able to, when we're making certain meals, we're able to make less of it and have less waste. And we're able to really see which things go over well. And again, going back to that resident satisfaction, we utilize a lot of the reporting for that. Yeah, no. And that's, you know, I think that that that's a piece that a lot of operators don't really look into a lot of times is how do I use my data? How What's the value in that data? You know, because there's so many, uh, you know, 
actual, I would just say data points when it comes to a meal service, right? Like how many of this did I make? How many of this did I serve? How many meals are going out? And I think there's so many opportunities when you're looking at all of that to say, well, maybe I'm saving five cents here or 10 cents here, but if you're doing it over and over and over again, next thing you know, you found how you found all sorts of money. And so um, as we kind of wrap up here today, Jessica, uh, what would be kind of the one big takeaway that you'd want to share with our listeners um, in, you know, in your time using eMenu Choice and why it's been such a great solution for you? Um, I think it would just be that in general, I think we have to get more creative with utilizing different types of technology to offset staffing struggles. Because I think, unfortunately, struggling with staffing is here to stay in all different areas. Mm -hmm. And I think finding a solution, again, that staff embrace, and that's really, truly easy for them. Because there's a lot of different technology solutions that are starting to come out in all different areas. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really easy to get caught up in the hype and be excited about it. But honestly, sometimes like the simpler option is the better option. Yeah. Um, and I think that that would probably be the biggest takeaway is, you know, there were some other systems we looked at that had a bunch of different bells and whistles, but when it really came down to it, this does everything we needed to do to do. And even more things we hadn't thought of. Um, and I think again, the user-friendly piece of it is just so huge because there's no point in investing the time and the money into rolling out a whole new program if it's not going to be something that the staff truly like and adapt. Yeah, no, great, great points. And, and I'm so glad that you, you're able to use eMenu and have found a lot of success with it. And so um, if anybody wanted to reach out to you and kind of pick your brain a little bit more about um, your, your success with uh, eMenu Point of Sale or, or in your process, how can they do that? Uh, absolutely. They can send me an email. My email address is jatkinson, A-T-K-I-N-S-O-N, at woodside, L is in Luther, H is in home.org. Perfect. Well, Jessica, thank you again for joining me today on Tips from Trestle. No problem. Thank you for having me. So there you have it. Another one in the books. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. Please follow, like, and subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us on Twitter at Tips from Trestle. You can also learn more about the work I do by following me on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and even TikTok. And be sure to check out Trestle Hospitality Concepts at www.trestlehospitalityconcepts.com. I'm your host, Aaron Fish, and this has been another episode of Tips from Trestle.